I'm Jen Grecki, the CEO of Coalition Snow. Hi, I'm Jillian Raymond, the Coalition Snow Ambassador. What we've learned over the years is that despite how good that epic powder day or trail ride is, there's still a lot more to talk about. So what we're doing is taking those conversations that we start on the chairlift and the trail, and we're delivering them to you in juicy bits every few weeks. FYI, friends, this podcast contains mature content and may not be appropriate for younger ears. You've been warned and enjoy the show. Juicy Bits is brought to you by Coalition Snow, a women's outdoor company making equipment and apparel designed to deconstruct the status quo. Hey everyone, Jen Gorecki here. Just want to share a bit of feedback from the last episode, Me Too, from a few of our listeners. The first comes from Rebecca, who said, the part about your love for the mountains and your identity as an outdoors woman, all wrapped up and tied to your adventure partner, really resonated with me. I only got into backcountry skiing because my boyfriend pushed me to try it. And while I love it so much, and I'm now making awesome lady friends who I can experience the mountains with, and we can push and support one another, sometimes I struggle with separating the two and making backcountry skiing mine also. As a feminist, I sometimes feel a little stupid that my favorite thing is only because my boyfriend taught me how. Rebecca, what I want to say is do not feel stupid at all. It's awesome that your boyfriend brought you out into the backcountry and that you are starting to love skiing. And I would say keep having fun, keep finding partners, whether they're men or women, who make you feel really good in your outdoor adventures. And of course, keep pursuing those relationships with women because we know that those experiences um, can be different, not necessarily better or worse, um, but it, it's really a different experience and super fun to be able to play with a group of, of women. Next bit of feedback comes from Emily, and she asked us to actually tell all of our listeners that most, if not all, states offer an order of protection for abuse that is both verbal and emotional. Physical violence isn't always a requirement for a judge to sign off. She said, I think it's really, really, really important to note that it's always beneficial to seek a restraining order if you think you need one, even if it's only for verbal abuse. Emily, thanks for that information. I had no idea about the order of protection. And if I did, perhaps maybe I would have tried to get one. Thank you for that. And our final piece of feedback comes from Evelyn, and she wanted to say that Me Too reminded her how important it is to use her voice and to continue to put all of our Me Too stories out there. As always, we'd love to hear from you, so keep sending us your questions and comments about Juicy Bits and enjoy our next episode. So today on Juicy Bits, we're going to talk about waxing. So Jillian, I don't know about you, but when I go to wax, I want to make sure that I have all of my equipment in place. I make sure that I have my different types of wax, all the different utensils and tools that I need to apply it and remove it appropriately. You know, we've got sawhorses, tables, make sure your lighting is excellent. These are all the things that when I go to wax, I want to make sure I have this in place. What about you? You know, I think you touched on some really important details and elements of waxing, kind of from your table or your bench, if you will. You talked about the different types of waxes. I'm always making sure the temperature is just right. That makes a really big difference. And then the removal of the wax 
is huge. And then I also think about kind of the aftermath, right? It's not a clean endeavor. You're not just like, oh, grab the dust buster, right? It's you're dealing, you're dealing, you know, and we deserve it. We should have the smooth benefit of a good wax. Absolutely. And waxing, it's a, it's a really tricky conversation, right? Because as feminists, when you begin this conversation about waxing all the hair off your body, yeah, we're not talking about waxing our skis. We're talking about waxing our bodies. This is a conversation that can polarize people around, you know, to wax or not to wax. That is the question. Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for someone else, that lucky lady, that lucky man? But today we're going to really get underneath the skin, so to speak, about waxing. So Jillian, how old were you when you first waxed? Wow. Okay. Well, how old was I when I first waxed what? (laughs) There was probably the really, really classy story of my sweet mother helping me with my underarms when I was probably in fifth grade, you know, and you get picked on. Um, So here's kind of the wax or not to wax, right? So someone picks on you, you feel bad. So I wanted it gone. And so there we were with kind of a home wax kit ouch bad idea um inexperienced but you know sweet mom is like my little girl to get bullied and so it was a pretty disastrous situation so it sort of turned me off to the whole idea of hot wax being put on sensitive areas of my body and then ripped off because a lot of my skin came with it yeah it was brutal it was brutal so I to tell you the truth I probably took a little break from waxing until I refound it in my later teenage years and was super thankful to just be able to I mean I would be dipped in a vat of wax and I'd keep my eyelashes, eyebrows, and the hair in my head. And you'd get rid of everything else. Everything else, gone. My earliest memories of waxing, I can't remember exactly when I started, but when I was in college at Northern Arizona University, I had this one salon downtown that I would go to and I'd get my eyebrows waxed religiously. And it was like my thing to have the perfect brows. And the woman who waxed my eyebrows was best friends with all the strippers at the strip club down the street. So not only did I get my eyebrows waxed, but we'd often like in the evening roll down to the strip club and drop dollars and have fun. So that's what I remember about my first waxing. And and now here we are 20 years later. And I have to say, I don't think I've used a razor in at least five years, if not more, if like maybe not eight, like a razor has not touched my body in that long. I wax only. I love the woman who I go to to wax. It's like no judgment. Yes, she can point out how hairy I am and wonder about my ethnicity. And um, she's got it down. She has kind of her understanding of her clients and their background. And like when there's five out of every poor and she's like not sure what to do with you, there's kind of like an intimate connection that happens there. And so you find someone that you trust, you like to go to. And and I think you made a nice point tonight, kind of like this good whiskey, right? It's sort of smooth, but it's sort of complex because you have to be willing to kind of go there with that person. But then the benefits are phenomenal. And notice the benefits I'm speaking of, they're for me primarily. That's kind of my world that it's evolved into, which I'm really quite happy with, though If that lucky man in my life, um, he is very lucky, by the way. He benefits from it. That's cool, too. Yeah, so none of you in Listenerville see this, but I'm drinking whiskey right now, which is sort of a, a normal thing for me. And before we sat down to record this, we were joking around waxing and particularly Brazilians, that they're like a good whiskey. They are smooth and complex. And smooth, self-explanatory. I don't think we need to get into that. But complex, there's a lot of discourse around the Brazilian wax. Is it something that has 
come into fashion because of porn? Mm -hmm. Is it something that women do specifically to please men? Is it sort of like this heteronormative procedure that we go through as women to be accepted in society? And I, I feel like I might have a different perspective than a lot of women on this. I, full disclosure, Brazilian. I want it gone. Top to bottom, in and out, bum, whole thing. Like, I don't see a huge purpose for it. And I realize that as, you know, sort of a self-proclaimed feminist, that seems a bit contradictory to actually be able to say that I don't want any hair down there. But here's why. It just makes sex better. And it's not about him. It's really this idea that, like, whatever you can do to make sex better, to get off more, to have a better time, it's not about pleasing a man as much as it is elevating your own experience. So I don't remove all my hair down there to make a man happy. I do it because it actually improves my experiences and makes those uh, in-between-the-sheets moments just that much more exciting. How could you argue with that? How could you argue that that's not something that should be in your corner, in your back pocket, that that you deserve? It's right there. Oh. Do you find, though, at that certain point where it's like the, the I, I think there are endorphins. Like, I usually find, like, about halfway down the right side, everything sort of just starts to go. Because I think my body is just like, yep, this is like the pain that we're going through. It kind of like the endorphins kick in, right? So there are natural painkillers. I don't know. I'm a screamer. I have to say, oh, so I can okay. wax my own legs. So I wax my own legs, lower and upper, no problem. Really? I don't think anything about it. I can wax my own mm-hmm. underarms. That part underneath yep. me. No problem. I'm going to go back to like, if you want to know all my secrets, you have to take me out for some whiskey. So I'll get into like how you actually do that one-on-one with the listeners when, when I get bought a drink, but I cannot, I do not wax my own eyebrows because that's risky, but Mm. I can't do my own Brazilian. So my, but my pain only exists in the Brazilian and I'm a screamer. Like I will, (laughs) there's certain parts that don't like the parts that you think would hurt the most. I guess we could call them the juicy bits. Mm. That doesn't hurt as much as like the very front. The very front is like the most painful. I sweat. Like I like sweat and scream and I feel so bad (laughs) for the person who's waxing me, but it just has to be done. It just has to be done. And when I'm done, Sometimes it's fun to feel a little naughty, you know, like it feels good. Well, and you know, we have to always remind yourself, no matter how you're screaming or how you're sweating, they've always seen probably a little bit worse. At least that's what goes through my head when I'm like, oh, been kind of hibernating for a few months in the winter and I'm going to head back in there. Hope she's ready for me. And I'm like, hopefully she's seen worse. So then those things, that stuff that we all, whether we're like, you know, really, really able to push a lot of that out. We're like, we, we recognize it for what it is. It's not going to impact us. It seeps in, right? It gets in there. So again, my early childhood memory with waxing was due to like a bully in elementary school making fun of me and me feeling terrible about myself. And it's like, then being able to be like, oh, does this regain my confidence? Or is it one of those things that it's like, you do it for yourself, but it's imposed upon us. I, I, I honestly, I'm still not sure. I just know that. Complex. I think it is complex. complex. I mean, even because it feels good. 
when I've been in or out of a relationship, it didn't matter. I did it for me. It feels good. Yeah. Like I would say like, so, and this is, there's going to be certain people who are listening to this right now and they're like, oh my God, will you guys shut the fuck up? You're disgusting. I don't want to hear it. And other people are going to be nodding their heads. And so here's a little, I I hope more of you are on like the head nod with Mm -hmm. this. I've not waxed my underarms in like two months. I don't care. I wear tank tops. I have no problem. I don't care. But like when it's time, I get that Brazilian. It really is like all about feeling like what it is that you want for yourself and feeling comfortable and like knowing why you're doing it. It's not even this thing of like, oh, you have to like be hairless all the time. And that's the only way to define beauty in a woman. It's, It's like I just think that there's, you know so many different ways to skin a cat you know and that's true too maybe a little landing strip sometimes just the line and for you women out there that are born like naturally not that hairy like hats off you. to you oh sorry no. I mean we hate you I mean, hats off to you and fuck you really? I know but here's one thing I have to say that I think is really important if there is pressure coming from an outside person and if this person happens to be a male and they're kind of pressuring or imposing or oh wouldn't it be so nice if you did this for me here's my advice is you take them with you and they get their balls waxed yes while you go and you maybe get your brazilian if it's not something you're already into if you're getting that pressure because i could see that coming from i could see that happening in the dynamic of a relationship and we want all of our listeners male and female to have the confidence to know what's right for their body so that would just be just put in the back pocket put in the purse put it in the wristlet if you need Need it? It's a great little bargaining chip. Oh, of course, I'll go do that, honey. I made us appointments. Or wax anything. Like you're gonna get, you're gonna get your back wax, like that little patch on your lower back. Yeah, that's gone, babe. Totally that's gone. done. European yeah. Wax Center. They have Groupons all the time. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. So just in case, that's you know, that's just a little tidbit there. Yeah, I will say. So in terms of like types of wax, you know, in. Whenever you're choosing your wax for your skis, your snowboard, it's like, are we like going with like cold temp wax? Like, so also with in waxing your body, there's all sorts of different wax. I, my favorite, I personally, I do like the strips. I don't like the, um, non-strip wax. I don't know. It's just, I guess when people are doing it to me, I don't care, but I like the, I like the strip wax and I want to be in love with sugar wax because it just rinses off so easy and it's like so easy to, um, to clean up, but it doesn't like it doesn't get all the hair. Like if, if you don't have a lot of hair or if you have like really fine hair, I feel like you can get away with like sugar wax, but I need like the extra strength, Mm -hmm. the ones that like you have to like use the oil to get it off. So that's my sort of preference on wax. The ones that come like in the vat that I have to double boil. Yeah. Cause I can do bottom half by myself. That's a thing. And it's, it definitely has to be removed with oil. I've had two plumbing incidences. So here's just a little at-home tip. Um, that wax down the sink, yeah, it's... No, you can't do that. No, you can't. No, you can't But, do you know, that. Some, some things you just have to learn by experience. <laughs> um, I'm not an esthetician. I'm not a professional. And... You know, it's kind of like when I made candles once in college. You know, we didn't have any money and we're making them for Christmas gifts. We put all this potpourri in. Bradley, if you're out there listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then all of our presents were flammable. But it's just like wax. You can't you can't do that down the sink. Um, and then you have the times where if you try to do it yourself and it goes bad and then you go into the salon, there could be like a little judgment there, but they always feel happy to help you. Yeah, it's definitely like getting waxed by a professional. Like to me, that's it's like spa day. It's 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 incredible. And um, 
But it's so damn expensive, mm-hmm. which is why I really, like, I just learned to wax myself. And now, like, you know, I'll put my laptop up, little Hulu, little Netflix, whatever show I'm feeling. I put it up on the vanity in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I get on the floor. A mirror is helpful. Mm-hmm. And then I just wax away and, like, make it a thing. That's my... That's my routine. So I do that probably like once every four or five weeks, although I probably should be doing something like that like every three, mm. let's just say. But, you know, as you do it, it's less and less. It's true. I, I can speak to my um, five hairs out of ah poor. That's, that's <laughs> kind of one of my claims to fame here. Um, I'm down to, you know, mostly two. Yeah. One and not, and maybe even zero, and then again for those women out there who are thinking, oh, just go get laser or do this. And I hear those stories about like laser, and they're just like, bing, bing. Oh yeah, there was like ten hairs down there. I'm like, who are these women? Okay, so you know what I learned about laser recently that I never knew mm. that um, your hair growth is so much. Uh, dependent upon your hormones or it's a function of your hormones. So as women age and our home, our hormones change, you actually can go get laser, get all the hair removed. And then as your hormonal levels change, you, your hair might come back. So it's just as bad as LASIK. All those laser people. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not a done deal. Like yeah. it's not for sure. So I don't know. I, yeah. And I, and I have to say like, I will not shave because the thing that I hate about shaving and those of you who are hairy beasts like myself will get this. And those of you who have no hair, like once again, go fuck yourself. And I love you. You're lovely. And, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We include you. I, yeah. Um, we'll read your emails. You like shave. And then, you know, two days later, you're like all stubbly and you can like feel it on the inside of your jeans. And it's like the worst. Two days. Try two hours. <laughs> shave and I live in a house where like a wood burning stove is my major source of heat within two hours I'm like oh my yeah prickly yeah what a good use of my time resources prickly it is so yeah the inside of the pants thing is funny it's it's like it's like interior corduroy yeah interior corduroy but I do want to hear from our listeners too and I really actually would love to hear on the um you know kind of on the Brazilian or not to Brazilian Okay, so ladies, here's the thing. We want to hear from you. Do you wax? Do you not wax? What are your best waxing stories ever? What tips do you have for our listeners? And and really, I just I just have to say, once you wax, you never go back. Because there are two lips to every labia. See you next time.